the biggest treasure that's never been found. Five billion, easy. On February 18th, my family has been looking for this project for a very long time. So much blood. Tom Holland. Oh my God! You're about to get a proper Scottish welcome. What? Holland and Mark Wahlberg in Uncharted. We better get smaller. Or in your case, smaller. You're only like one inch taller than me. Thanks a little more than that, kid. Exclusively in movie theaters, February 18th. Hello, everyone. This is Rico, and you're about to hear uh, a new episode. Actually, you're already hearing it uh, of Treks and Sci-Fi. And my voice is crackly again. But, you know, wintertime, dryness. I'll try to motor on and, you know, because this is fun. I, I really enjoy it. I, I hope you guys enjoy listening to the show, but this week is, let's see, February 27th, 2022, show 854, and we're going to talk about Lost in Space, the new show, not the old show. I've done a podcast about the old show. I'll try to look up when I did that. That was a long time ago. The 60s show was was another, you know, just like the original series, I grew up on the reruns of uh, original Trek and original Lost in Space, both you know, roughly aired at the similar time, you know, in terms of, of when they were out in the 60s. And then I was mostly watching them, you know, after they were already out and done and gone. I never watched any of those shows when they first aired. I always I watched them later in reruns. But but anyway, um, but no, we're going to talk about the new the Netflix three season adventures of the Robinsons that Lost in Space series ended uh, or put out its last season. I think it came out. When did the last season come out? End of November or in December? I'm not sure when, but it's been out for a little bit now. I thought it'd be time to talk about it. Uh, there'll be a few little spoilers here and there probably in the show, but um, I'll try to keep it fairly generic the way I talk about it. But um, yeah, so that's going to be this week's uh, main topic. I'm going to talk about other things like you just heard a little TV spot for that Uncharted movie with Mark Wahlberg and uh, Tom Holland, of course, Spider-Man, <laughs> and uh, Antonio Banderas is in it, which, you know, I think when I saw the movie, well, I'll talk about it more in a few minutes, but I don't think I knew he was in it. I'd seen some previews for it, but maybe either I'd forgotten if I'd seen him or what, but um, but anyway, I'll talk about that here shortly. I, I did see that last week, so um, yeah, that's the main uh, stuff, the spiel, and and what we're going to be talking about. And of course, later this week we have the big um, opening of the Batman. Uh, yeah, that's exciting. I'm going on Thursday with my oldest son, who's who's heavy into comics like I am. So um, yeah, lots to talk about, lots of fun. We had a guest spot last week with Mark. Uh, uh, he did a show about the um, his favorite uh, SF sci-fi films of the 2000s, and I appreciate that, Mark. Um, it's it's always great to have him do a show for me, give me a little bit of a t- break, and you know, just well, last weekend I was watching our two grandsons. Yes, I have two grandsons, which is still. Still amazing. It's a it's wonderful, really, and and it's still a little hard for me to to grasp. I I still think of my sons as being you know young, and they are young, but I mean it's um, yeah, life goes on. So uh, let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Treks in Sci-Fi podcast. Scotty, beat me up. 
Fascinating. Stand by to receive our transmission. Yeah, there we go. Uh, there's the opening, and I'm back. This is Rico, and um, a few housekeeping things. I guess we'll start off with the show. If you ever want to contact me, I've you guys probably already know, but treksf at gmail.com, best email to use to contact me. There's a main webpage at uh, you can type in treksf.com or treksinsci-fi.com. It'll get you to the main page. That lists some show notes and different things, different links and stuff. There's also a link there if you want to donate to uh, the show via Patreon, or you can just go to patreon.com forward slash treks and sci-fi. Also, I've got a Vimeo page with all my vidcasts and other music videos and things that I've done over at vimeo.com, uh, V-I-M-E-O.com forward slash trekkie. So yeah, there's a bunch of links and things. And of course, we're on Facebook, or I'm a, I've got a group, a Treks and Sci-Fi group on Facebook, you can find that pretty easily. I'm sure if you use Facebook, a lot of people, <laughs> Facebook is one of those love-hate things, isn't it? You know, everyone kind of like, I I, I, I kind of feel that way. I, I use it. I try to use it sparingly, um, usually to talk to friends through their chat thing or, or with the few groups that I follow. Most of the groups that I'm on there are with pretty good. Some people are getting, you know, some groups are a little bit more, uh, let's say, tolerant of of idiots <laughs> i i hate to use that maybe i don't i don't know there's just these days everybody you know as always everybody's got an opinion about things but man sometimes these people i just don't know what they're thinking but anyway that's that's a complete side thing doesn't matter for us but i thought i would just run all that down here at the beginning of the show so how's everybody hope everybody's good i'm i'm pretty good it's uh, wintertime still here, and and my I think my uh, my aging slightly aging slightly slightly aging body is feeling the cold. It's a few more aches and things, and got to be careful. But winter I would say has been kind of average for us. We've had snow, but we had kind of one dump. You know, a couple times where we had a what I would call a significant amount of snow. An inch or two here of snow is nothing. Um, Usually when you get up to, to six inches or more, that that's what I can consider significant. We've had a couple of those, I think. It's been super cold, though, for the most part. I'm hearing the, the, the long-range forecast, though. March is supposed to be a little bit warmer than average, they say. We'll see. Who knows? That's probably like a flip of the coin, right? And I don't even know what average is. March does start to get a little bit better here. You know, we get more days above the freezing point. And and we have more sunshine typically. Like today's a fairly looks like it's going to be a fairly clear sunny day, but it's only about thirty five or so out, so not super warm. That's Fahrenheit, of course. If it was thirty five C, I'd feel much better about it. Although that would be that'd be pretty hot. So, um, yeah. All right. There's your weather report. Got that out of the way. So. The usual thing that I do at the beginning of these shows is talk about what I've been watching, what's what's going on. I've yeah, there's been just been quite a bit actually to see. So let's start off with the movies. I did go to a movie, first time I've been to the movies in a couple of months. 
since uh, I saw Spider-Man, uh, actually. And it's funny. <laughs> so the first movie I go back to after seeing Spider-Man is another movie with Tom Holland in it, which is uh, this Uncharted movie, which is based on, of course, the Uncharted video games. Now, I'm, I'm a very mild gamer. I, I don't really play console games. Um, I do kind of want a PS5, but I still haven't been able to get one. Um, but the my I have a PS3 that I basically never use. Uh, so there's there's I don't even have a PS4. I don't have an Xbox. The kids when when my sons were both still in, in you know living at the house and you know before they moved on to off onto their own and all that. We had more of that kind of stuff. They were into, you know, we had PlayStations, we had Nintendos, we had uh, Xboxes. They, they were always more into that than I was. I, you know, I'm a computer guy, computer gamer. But uh, I'm just mentioning all that because I, I, I did not ever play. I know enough about um, them, to, you know, to kind of get the general idea. But I never played the Uncharted games at all. I don't even know how many there are, three or four or five. They always seem to me like, you know, they did Tomb Raider, you know, you, know, you have, and now you have a male character, Nathan Drake uh, in Uncharted. And that's what this movie is, obviously. It's about uh, a very young Nathan Drake played by Tom Holland. Uh, there's a guy he meets up with, uh, the, the, and this is all stuff you can see in these trailers, Mark Wahlberg's character, who knows about this, this treasure, uh, basically that they go off in search of. And there's, of course, another, you know, group trying to chase it down. And there's stuff about Nathan Drake and his brother when they were growing up, a little bit of background there going on, which I kind of liked, although I thought that they should have done a little bit more with it, maybe. Um, but um, yeah, so as an adventure, kind of fun movie, had a, has a very Pirates of the Caribbean you know, feel to it. I thought, um, yeah, it's fun. The actors are fine. The movie is, you know, Chris Clemente, my buddy, you know, he, his basic thing is said, it's fine. You know, he, he says that about a TV show or movie uh, fairly, you know, there, we always joke that everything these days, it seems to people has to be either the greatest thing ever. And then the, when the next greatest thing comes along, they forget about the last greatest thing, right? Or it's or it's terrible. It, it it's completely yin yang, black white. There's no in between or middle ground. This is a very middle ground movie, in my opinion. It was fun to see. I was glad to go to the movies again. Uh, it was fun to see on the, on the movie screen, big screen. There's some pretty big action sequences and fun stuff going on. You, especially this plane scene that you can see in the trailers for it, uh, where <laughs> there. I don't know how they do this stuff, but boy, it looks real it looks totally real you know had dangling out of planes and you know and stuff like that so um i i always think when all that stuff happens in these movies is is like you know just shut the stupid door you know <laughs> it's just or, or or tie yourself off before you start doing what you're doing at these things you know just in case something crazy happens of course you wouldn't have a movie right or or you wouldn't put anyone in danger if they thought ahead to all that but um yeah, I like Tom Holland. I was telling somebody when I went to my local comic shop this week, I said, Tom Holland, you know, the way he moves and, and the way he jumps around in this movie, you you basically, it looks like he's practically Spider-Man. He's not climbing up a wall, although he does a little the jump off the wall thing a few times, you know, where that, that whole thing about where people like they, they jump up, they push off a wall with their feet, you know, I, I don't even know what to call it, but um that common kind of thing you see in TV and movies. 
he's he's moving around so much you you basically think he has spider powers the only thing he doesn't do in the movie is shoot webs which he could have used for sure um but yeah it was fun it was enjoyable i I think it's doing pretty well at the box office it definitely is is um sets itself up for a sequel there there certainly could do and they could do another one of these no question about that and it could turn into a little series i thought that the the Indiana Jones's adventure part of it was a little lacking in my mind. It was it was a little too simplistic, a little too straightforward. I, I don't know. I thought I, I wanted a little bit more mystery, a little bit maybe of the mystical or something to go on. But um, but yeah, I I you know liked it for what it was. It, you know, it didn't blow me away by any means. Uh, but um, I think I think um, I think a little bit is is didn't really find the they're they're bad guy people or whatever you want to call them you know that their their competition didn't find them all that like intense or or you know of, of a big concern they didn't seem to be that much of a threat truthfully i mean they are kind of messing with them and stuff in the movie of course but um yeah so so it was good i i i mean again if that's uh you know if you're a gamer I, i'm curious i mean it, it didn't seem like it was super like hey let's make this part like just like the game or anything like that i i don't think i think the characters the fact that they were on this kind of adventure quest thing they go to some exotic locations but i don't think there are any real exact game elements maybe there are i'm not sure but that you know how they've done it sometimes in some of the tomb raider movies and some other game related things where they actually literally they'll do a sequence where you could say, oh, wow, that, that looks like it's, you know, where somebody's like leaping from platform. There's a little bit of that going on, but um, especially maybe that plane sequence. But it, it and, and that's not necessarily a good or a bad thing. Sometimes if they try to shove that into a movie, it looks kind of ridiculous. And um, there was that movie called Hardcore Henry. If you guys know that, watch that movie. It was on, I think, Netflix for a while, but that movie was basically they literally tried to make a game like experience in a movie. It's a lot of first person, uh, first person uh, viewing when you're watching the movie, and and it's it's kind of a neat experiment. I, it was kind of a silly movie overall, really, but it was a neat experiment. But all right, uh, let us move on to some other things that I've been watching um, on TV. I watched this last night. This is the freshest in my mind. My Saturday night movie was, I don't know, I wasn't really planning on this, but I was scrolling through Netflix and there's an uh, animated Final Fantasy movie on there called Kingsglaive, I think is what it's called. Kingsglaive Final Fantasy 15 or something. The only reason I probably watched it was that it said it was going to go away from Netflix uh, at the end of this month. So I I watched it. I'm not a Final Fantasy player. But I, again, I kind of know a little bit about it. I thought they had an interesting, uh, and I, I assume this is something in the games. But these these glaive things that they throw, these these magical little knives that they can throw. Basically, w- what it allows the guys to do is they can throw it at a lodge like somewhere, and then they can teleport to where that is. So basically, they can fling it like across a big expanse of space to something even like on like they're on two flying vehicles at one point and it allows them to jump basically teleport from place to place kind of like nightcrawler in uh, x-men so that was kind of cool that little effect and uh but it was you know good versus evil one one group trying to wipe out another and uh 
you know, big, big bad guys and stuff. It was okay. It was a little long. I thought it was over, was it two hours or a little over? I think it was a little over maybe, tiny bit over. Uh, but in those kind of movies, typically I'm more used to them being only like 90 minutes. So, um, but um, I watched a non-sci-fi movie just because it's up for Oscars and, you know, awards. And it's got Benedict Cumberbatch, The Power of the Dog. I think it's the power of not it's the power of the dog, not the power of a dog. Although there isn't really a big dog character in the movie, but it's a set in the in the old, well, early 1900s. I think it was kind of on a ranch situation. Um, I won't say too much about it. It was it was okay. Not exactly my um, favorite type of western type of movie. Most of the characters were not really all that um, well. Benedict Cumberbatch's character is meant to be not a very nice guy. So um, I feel like I'm talking too low. I'm going to bounce up the volume here a little bit. Um, But yeah, it was good. I could definitely see how it's, I think it's based on a book, or I know it's based on a book. I could see how it's um, up for awards. The actors were really good. Kirsten Dunst, there's a geeky connection, you know, who played, of course, Mary Jane in the Tobin Maguire, uh, Spider-Man film. She's in it. She's good in it. And um, that other actor, Jesse Plemons, who seems like he's really carving out a nice little career. You know, I remember him when I think maybe I first saw him on uh, Breaking Bad. You know, he was uh, he was on that show. Right. And then he's turned up in a bunch of movies and things. Now, I think he's married to Kirsten Dunst in real life. I don't know if that was I don't think I don't know if this movie I don't think this is when they met I think they were together before that I don't know whatever but um but yeah so all right TV let's run down TV real quick because we're already almost 20 minutes into the podcast and I want to talk about Lost in Space um what's been going on Superman and Lois came back that's that's good and enjoyable I'm enjoying that Resident Alien season two has been been fantastic Alan Tudyk you guys need to be watching that show there is a a good couple of uh, laugh out loud for me, at least. Maybe my sense of humor isn't the same as everyone's. Probably isn't, but there's a couple of laugh out loud moments for me. Every it, it's a it's a it's a drama too, but there are just the way he just talks and acts. It's 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 great. I, I that that's kind of a hidden gem. I think that a lot of people maybe not be watching. It's on the Sci Fi Channel. Is probably part of the reason. I don't know. You know, if you don't have cable. I'm sure there's a way to watch it. I think maybe on the app or something. Maybe not. I don't know. I think it is. A lot of those shows are basically they're airing for free like the next day on their apps. Like I think the CW shows like Superman you can still see without. I don't think you need to pay anything. I think it's basically free. You just download the CW app, uh, which, again, it's a great show. I, I really enjoy that show. Uh, what else? Le- Legends, DC Legends Tomorrow, still good. Still enjoying that been kind of a weird season uh, but um and uh, not a ton back on tv yet we had a little bit of a lull here oh i started to watch that new show called uh, severance on apple tv which is basically it's a little sci-fi because the the premise of it is they have this uh, they have this new ability to essentially sever your brain so that your work and your outside of work life are literally two separate things in your mind. So when you're at work, you only know work. You don't know what your life is like outside of work. So you're strictly there and, you know, doing your job. So I guess the idea is then outside of work stuff won't interfere with you doing a good job possibly. 
But then the other end of it is is also true when you're not at work, you don't have to think about work, right? Which I think is a general problem for for a fair number of people. Everybody probably, if you kind of care about your job, it kind of sometimes slips into your mind when you're not at work. I would like, there are days where I would like to switch, you know, basically to be able to turn off thinking about work when I'm not at work. But the reverse of it would, to me, be the hardest thing. Like, to be only at work and only to know work and work people, I I just, I don't know. That, to me, would be, (laughs) that would be a nightmare, I think. To, to, you know, I think the only thing that keeps you going during the work days some days is to think about, you know, sometimes, you know, oh, I'm doing this for my family or whatever. I, I don't know. It's an interesting idea. I've watched the first couple of episodes. Uh, there's another episode that just came out. Um, and I think maybe I'll watch that tonight or whatever. I think they're up to three episodes. I don't know how many they're going to do. Um, but Ben Stiller is working on the show. I think he's writing, directing most of it. Uh, Adam Scott is the main actor in it, uh, who, who's always good, I think. But uh, yeah, different uh, different kind of idea in the show. And oh, I'm still watching Raised by Wolves. I watched another episode of that last night. The um, you know that's on HBO. It's just such a weird little show. And and I and I also find myself like I don't really actually care that much about most of these characters. It's really hard for me to latch on to. Oh, all right. So the last thing I want to say, and we're already plus 20 minutes into the show, Star Trek, Star Trek Discovery. I, I, I'm going to do an, a podcast later in March about wrapping up, you know, talking about season four. But this season, I don't know. I just feel like they're really, really, they're very much in danger. And I think this happened to me that, you know, this was my feelings of a little bit about season three is that they spent a lot of time trying to figure out the burn thing in season three. A little bit of a spoiler here, or whatever. I, it, not really much of a spoiler, but basically, I don't think the payoff really, really was good enough for what they built it up to, and I'm really afraid that's going to happen here <laughs> with season four as well. You know, they put a lot on these things in terms of like, all right, what's what's up with this weird DMA thing that's destroying parts of the galaxy, and and uh, I mean, they've had some cool character stuff. You know, and that's fine, but I, I don't know. I, I don't it, – it, it's just I, I get people having difficulties with the show because even now I am I, – I very much hope – and it's already been renewed for fifth season. I very much hope that they shake up this format of some big thing happening and, and they try to figure out all, all season – and, the, you know, they'll say, well, you you know, the ride and how the characters develop is really what we're trying to show you. And I, I'm i OK with that, but it should come more organically and let's have some other stuff go on rather than a galaxy ending crisis each each time. And um, that's just my two cents. I mean, I just I just feel like they're falling into a very, very repetitive pattern. And I think they need to shake that up, uh, unlike which everyone seems to be super excited about. Picard season two, the more we see about that, the more exciting it looks. And they just dropped some stuff. I put it up on the Facebook group, but that's looking great for season two. And then, of course, in at the very beginning of May, we have Strange New Worlds with the Enterprise and Pike and Spock and number one. <laughs> that show, I think, is just going to blow us away. I, I'm, I'm really super excited for that. It's supposed to go back to more of the original Trek kind of format, go visit a planet, you know, have some things happen, 
go check out a new civilization. You know, this is the early days of Starfleet and exploring and all that time. You know, my favorite time in in Trek. It, you know, in the in the kind of semi TOS era. It's just yeah, I'm I'm really excited for that. And yeah, so there's a lot of Trek and uh, yeah, a lot of Trek in the two animated shows. You know, I I thought um, the Prodigy was really good. I've talked about that, and 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 then Lower Decks will be back too later. I think in the summer with another season. So okay, we're practically half the podcast. I burned up with all this. We'll get through Lost in Space. I just wanted to kind of basically give you guys a feel for it if you haven't watched it, like I typically do, and and then get you kind of interested if you haven't watched it to go watch it, or just if you've watched it, you can hear how how much and. You know, no secret. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I almost wish we had more seasons, but I think they wrapped things up really well, which is, which is a trick. And and a, and I'm glad that they were able to do that. Sometimes shows just stop. And uh, but yeah, okay. So let's play the uh, opening theme credit song, um, music, whatever for Lost in Space, the Netflix version that's aired over the last few years on obviously Netflix. Here you go. So there you go. There's the cool music, uh, which let's see. I'm trying to see if I can figure out here on this Wikipedia page who does the music. I'll figure it out here shortly. Uh, So where do we start? So Lost in Space, this new Netflix show. There was a lot of, um, over the years, you know, Netflix, sorry, not Netflix. Over the years, there was a lot of talk to bring back Lost in Space. You know, we had a movie. We got a movie which I think has some really great stuff in it, actually. Uh, when did that movie come out? In the 90s, late 90s, I think. 90, I want to say like 98, maybe, somewhere around then. Um, but, uh, you know, that uh, that had some cool things in it. And, and a good, really great cast, actually, too. So, um I'm still, you know, it's still in a movie that I um, I haven't seen in a while. I should watch it again. But there's, you know, some pretty cool stuff in that. And again, really great cast, cool effects. Uh, I think I was looking one at one point in time. I don't even know if that's out on a Blu-ray even, that movie. But anyway, not not really what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the, um, the Netflix show that started in 2018, for a Lost in Space when they decided to bring it back uh, on a streaming service, namely Netflix. 
Uh, so it was always on Netflix. You know, this isn't something like Battlestar or whatever that got, you know, or The Expanse, the recent Expanse that was on one channel and then it moved to something else and all. So this show started, let me give you a kind of a, a rundown. It ran for a total of three seasons, a total of 28 episodes. The first two seasons, season one and two, had 10 episodes. Season three only had eight episodes, which it was funny when it when it, they got to the finale. I hadn't even realized that it was only eight episodes. For some reason, I thought we were still going to get 10, and then I could tell in the last episode, oh, I think this is the last episode. <laughs> and uh, I think it probably had something to do with, with COVID. You know, the, I don't know exactly when they filmed the last season, but I, I'm, I'm assuming that it got cut short a little bit maybe because of that. I'm not sure if they fill what point in time they were filming, probably right during, you know, some sometime during COVID, I guess. I Maybe they even started slightly before it started and then had a break. I think I might have heard that. But so many shows that happen to in movies and things too. So I think that's one of the reasons why the last season only got eight episodes is be kind of my guess. Um, most of the episodes were a typical like uh, uh, typical length for for these shows, this type of show. You know, and we'll call it an hour format, but they were more like forty five to fifty minute. I would say on average, according to this Wikipedia page, they said they had episodes running from anywhere from thirty nine to sixty five minutes. I don't remember them ever getting. 65 maybe the last episode did or something like that usually like i said they were i was more used to them being a, averaging around 45 which is about not too different than a normal hour-long tv show with without the commercials right so on netflix the um the the show again was you know three seasons this is sort of a redo of oh there it is okay the, it was a 98 1998 was the film that they did this is sort of a reimagining, quite a bit of a reimagining, truthfully, of the original um, television series. There's a there's a fair number of changes here, and I, I think all work well. I, I I really think that that they no one wants to just mimic what was done before completely. Like, what what's the point really to do that? Um, you have the basic elements. The basic characters are still there. They're all still in place. You have a robot, which the robot has has a significant, much more impact and and things involved. And I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that in, in brief terms and nothing too, um, you know, too much. Just because I want, um, I, I don't want to spoil it too much. But the robot is is a significant part of what what happens throughout all of the seasons of this new series. Uh, the but although the robot is not. It doesn't go with them. the The robot is something that they run into uh, in in their in season one. So that's different. You know, it's not. There's no robot like like in the original series, or even the robot. You know, there's another robot that they did in the movie too. Uh, that's not here. This the robot is something an alien robot that they find that will finds and 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 so on. So I'll get to that a little bit more than that uh, soon. So. Um, let me read off this premise little blurb that they have um, on Wikipedia because the, um, you know, the 60s series even had this idea of Earth getting kind of overpopulated and having problems. They'd never really talked about it quite as much 
as as it impacts in in this show because what what quickly you learn in the the Netflix show is that they're not just sending the Robinsons out there. They're sending a whole bunch of Jupiters and a whole bunch of other families and people to try to get away and colonize uh, Alpha Centauri because Earth is pretty messed up and they need a new place, you know. So, which I'm always, I'll just do a little side point here. I'm always fascinated by that concept. Okay, so bear with me for a minute or two. So Earth, Earth is messed up. So we're going to put all these resources into leaving Earth, building these mighty, you know, ships and and and, and technology and, and just everything that has to go into that to leave Earth, right? Okay, you with me? And you probably already see where I'm going, but I always think to myself, well, holy cow, I mean, my goodness, you know, Jeepers, Jeepers, Mr. Mr. Wilson, there's an old reference. Um, the That's Dennis the Menace, by the way. The, uh, the if Earth is that bad and you can you can you have the technology and the money and you can put all this effort into making uh, leaving the planet to another star system even you can't spend and and use tech and and fix the planet I I just like really and even then let's say okay let's even go with just the overpopulation situation. Just put people up on the moon or in orbit. You don't need to go to another star system, right? I mean, I guess for resources, possibly, but we got a lot of resources in this in the in our solar system. You just got to go get them, right? So I don't know. It just always seems a little bit weird to me. The other one I watched, and here's another side side point, but I um I thought I would mention it. Um, and gosh, what is the name of the, the, the series? There's a series I just finished on, on Netflix. I'll, I'll look up the name here in a minute. Sorry. When I, when I play, um, I'm going to play the season one trailer for Lost in Space for you in here in a few, but, um, something called the Lonely Planet, something I think, um, basically it, it's a, it's a, it's a show that came from Korea. I think it is. And it was on Netflix and it's a sci-fi show and it's essentially, Water is becoming super, super rare and scarce on Earth. Like we have no water basically anymore, which I always find that ridiculous, that concept. I'm just, it's, water's just H2O. You can literally make water with hydrogen and oxygen. So uh, you, (laughs) through electrolysis. So, and what what was the, uh, there's a few other sci-fi movies or TV shows where water was, was a big deal. And I always like, that's ridiculous. So so anyway, there's this base on the moon, and they discover this thing called lunar water. And I won't talk about it too much. The show it was kind of goofy, in my opinion, overall. I had heard some people say it was pretty good, and it had some cool moments. But but overall, it didn't really do much for me. So, um, but anyway, the, uh, the, the idea of water, we don't have enough water or whatever, it, it was the concept there, which we're never going to run out of water. Sorry. Uh, it's just not going to happen. Uh, but, um, uh, anyway, um, all right. So let's get back to lost in space. Sorry for the segues. It's my science brain freaking out at, at certain things. And again, I love sci-fi, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm cool with, you know, warping around the galaxy and time travel and all this stuff. But sometimes when they try to make it a little too close to home, it doesn't really add up for me. It's like, 
let's leave the planet because we're we've we've run out of bread, we've run out of water, we've run out of eggs or something, or space. I, I, I'm like, you don't need to go that far. But all right, okay, all right. So the this one's a little bit more specific though. Okay, so here I'll go back to reading. I'm going to read this premise for the new Lost in Space. In the year 2046, two years after an impact event that threatens the survival of humanity on Earth, the Robinson family is selected for the 24th mission of the Resolute, the 24th Colonist Group, an interstellar spacecraft carrying selected families and civilians to colonize the Alpha Centauri planetary system. So like I said, they send out, they've sent out people ahead of them. They're not the first. Unlike the original series, I think they were basically, you know, the their first test family that was going to go into space, right? The um, the the but before um, before the Resolute uh, reaches the destination, an alien robot breaches the Resolute hull, forcing to evacuate the mothership. In numerous short-range Jupiter spacecraft, um, the although they're not really truthfully all that short-range. Scores of colonists among the Robinsons crashed on a nearby habitable planet. They must contend with a strange environment and battle their own personal demons as a search for a way back to the Resolute. Um, a large part of the show revolves around Will Robinson's connection to the alien robot and this alien engine that they discover. Here's, I'll, I'll throw out again a spoiler warning for this. The aliens have uh, this special engine that allows them to to interstellar interstellar travel. So instead of having to go into hyper sleep or whatever they call it on um on on the show this allows this alien a robot and the alien engine you need both allows you to basically jump or or wormhole to another place pretty quickly which is you know with it, they're able to just sort of like slap it onto the jupiters and use it so uh which is which is still cool but uh um and then they run into these kind of evil robot type things, a little bit of Terminator-ish kind of. The robots are really super cool on the the show. And yeah, so that's the basic premise. I'll run down the main cast a little bit and, and other things here after um, I'll play the season one uh, trailer. And again, the greatest thing about this show is, is it's it, it's it's got a family, you know, which you don't see a lot of that on on. Um, sci-fi or even fantasy shows. They're usually about, you know, 20-year-olds or, or or older people, but their family families are not usually heavy in there. The biggest one that always comes to mind for me is, you know, Cisco and Beep Space Nine, you know, with his son, Jake, but even that was pretty limited. You generally don't have a lot of future-type movies, shows, or whatever about families, you know, moving and going in space and or or anything like that. So it's got the you know the Robinsons. It's a big adventure type show. It's really really cool the way they um, filmed it and where they filmed it and all. It looks very exotic and otherworldly at times, which a lot of shows I don't feel do a very good job with that. It's like, huh, that looks like it's just out on the hills of California or something. Even the original Star Trek, you know, well they they couldn't really go anywhere. The new show, they've they've done some location shots that have been pretty cool, especially season three did that. Haven't done it as much in this season, but I think that was because of, um, I'm talking about Discovery now, because of, I think, the way it was filmed in COVID. But um, but yeah, there's this is a very adventurous family, kind of Swiss family Robinson, which it was always, 
Swiss Family Robinson, the old Disney property, or maybe that was based on a that was based on a book, right? The the concept of the Robinsons in space, lost in space, was basically they took that concept and put them out in space, and that's the same thing with this Netflix show too. So, all right, here is the season one trailer to Lost in Space. We're lost. No kidding. This is Will Robinson of the 24th Colonist Group. Human to discover evidence of an alien intelligence. Yeah, so there was a lot of music and, you know, some some dialogue in that uh, trailer for season one, but you get a little bit of a sense if you don't know. And obviously go on, uh, if you haven't watched the show, go on to YouTube and, and, and watch. I, I really think that if you guys are not or have not watched the show, the trailers will, will make you, will pull you in hard because they, they really look cool the, even that watching season one's trailer again makes me want to go watch the show again because i i think that was almost the most adventurous season because it was the first and and they're you know when they first crash on this planet there's they're basically ice everywhere and the jupiter's like sinking underneath the ice and it, it's just very dramatic stuff and very adventurous and and just really cool and, and looks amazing very well uh you know 
it's crazy how they can do these shows these days that end up on I think we've all become kind of like so used to it with like the Star Wars series we've been seeing like Boba Fett and Mandalorian and even Lost in Space of what they can do on a quote unquote TV budget. It's not really a TV budget. I mean, it's obviously computers and CGI and the way they do the way they film these things now gives them a lot more possibilities than older sci-fi shows ever had. Like, you know, but it, um, it's really amazing looking. So, all right, let us run down quickly. We'll run down the cast. So again, the, if you're familiar with the original series, maybe that was on in, in the sixties and you've not watched this show, there is basically a, you know, a new actor person playing each character that you're familiar with. So it's still the Robinsons. We've got um, Maureen Robinson played by Molly Parker. I think she's, she's great. I mean, she's a mom, she's a scientist, she's, super smart but you know i think she plays the part perfect you know in terms of she, she feels so much weight on her and responsibility for everything so it's really 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 great um toby stevens john robinson he's fantastic and and there's a lot of uh, i wouldn't say it's 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 over it's normal i mean there's a lot of family things obviously that go on in here in drama and i think even more than the original show ever did there's much more things that happen between the the kids the the robinson you know will will and judy and penny and, and the parents the parents are a little bit at, at you know they're they're not really all that together when you first meet them they've had their issues he's a, he's a uh, a navy seal and and he's He's been off at, you know, in, at war things and, and missions and things, and he hasn't been around much, and it's caused a lot of problems. And one of the things that happens over the course of the three seasons is the family, you know, through everything that they're going through, becomes much tighter and, and close-knit. I mean, these people are in life-and-death situations before, you know, you've had your breakfast in the morning, and um, it's either going to destroy you or, or, you know, like there's a line in that trailer about the Robinsons stick together and, and that's their strength. And, and, and you really, it really is something that carries through the whole show through every season. And it's a big part of it. And I, and I think that's great to see, you know, we have so many things these days are, are kind of negative and, you know, a lot of people have family things that happen and broken family. But I mean, these guys, even though they're not perfect and things happen and they, they, you know, but they keep coming back and, and working together and, and, and they each have a lot to do as well as their characters. And in the story, there, there's a good balance of everyone. I mean, there's a lot of will still, there's a lot of the robot, uh, you know, but the other actors and the other characters get to do a lot too. All right. So let's move on. Uh, will Robinson, Maxwell Jenkins, Jenkins. Um, he's great. I, I mean, he he's really really solid. Even when he's young, when you first see him in season one, he's grown up during the show a lot, especially the season two to three gap. Um, but uh, yeah, and he, I just saw him. He was actually in that Reacher show. If you haven't seen Reacher yet, you should, which is great, great show. It's on Prime uh, Video or whatever it's called, the uh, Amazon Prime Video. Yeah, but he plays a. There are some flashbacks in that show, and he plays a young Reacher on there. So. 
which is kind of funny because he's a skinny kid, but then he ends up being this like towering, you know, massive guy when he's a grown up. But that's that's fine. A lot of but most kids start as being, you know, guys, especially skinny sticks, and then they whatever fill out. But um, okay, Taylor Russell is Judy Robinson. Uh, she is actually Maureen's eldest uh, child, and she's a stepdaughter to John because Maureen had Judy with a different guy, which I won't talk too much about. Um, she is also a doctor, so that's a super, super young uh, doctor. Um, apparently, you know, she received accelerated medical training and she got her medical license by age 18. So, yay, accelerated training. Um, Mina Sunwell uh, is Penny. Who, she's really good. She's kind of the typical teenager kind of a bit, but she's also really, you know, they can still depend on her and stuff. She's appeared a little bit on uh, Legends of Tomorrow. You'll recognize her if you've watched that show. Uh, let's see if I can say this guy's name right. Ignacio uh, Saracho, something like that, is Don West. I love him. He is he is so funny. He's, he's a little bit of the comic relief. He has this a chicken that he dubs named Debbie. If you remember, if you know the old show, they had a kind of an alien chimp thing that they named Debbie that was kind of like um, Penny's pet. But he's great. He isn't really, you know, he becomes sort of part of the Robinson family. He, I would say he's probably not as 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 much like Don West was. He's he's probably the most different character, truthfully. He's a bit of a con man. He's a bit of a Han Solo type, uh, but uh, he's still, he always does the right thing and you can depend on him and he's a good good mechanic and pilot and all that. Um, probably the biggest change that they did here is Parker Posey is the Dr. Smith character. She kind of ends up assuming somebody else's identity actually and um, she is she's really good. So they've, you know, instead of Dr. Smith being a guy, it's a girl and 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 she's she doesn't become like quite as much of a foil for the Robinsons, I would say, as um, as the original Doctor Smith did, at least in the first season. And she certainly doesn't become the goofy Doctor Smith as he did later in the in the t- original TV show. So uh, I I really like her, and she grows a lot as a character. She really becomes kind of part of the family too. Um, Brian Steele plays the robot. Uh, I won't say too much more about that. We have other characters too, but that's the main, um, the main, uh, cast, let's say. So, um, yeah, the, the, uh, the shows have very distinct seasons. The, f- the first season is basically on this planet that they end up on and they have to solve a lot of problems. And I, again, I'm not going to give you a lot of detail and everything like that. Um, season season two, there's a there's a bit of a gap in time, um, and and they're you know they're in a different situation. Again, I'm trying to be kind of vague a bit. Um, but but one of the things that I like about this this show is is the that there are other colonists out there that they interact with and they have to deal with and for good and bad sometimes. And, and then what, what that is all, you know, rather than just, we send this one family out into space, I think that makes it really much more interesting. And of course the, the, they end up dealing with some big problems that, and the problems would have been probably much harder to solve with if it was just the Robinsons on their own. And instead of what they run into along the way, as, um, as the show, you know, continues, the um, let me give you a little concept of time. So, 
the series season one first came out or, you know, it was released on April 13th, 2018. Season two, the 10 episodes of that came out, uh, it was released on December 24th, 2019. So about a year and a half gap between those two, right? That's about a year and a half. And then, um, because of COVID, season three was almost a two-year gap. Season three, the eight episodes for season three started or was first released on Netflix on December 1st, 2021. So there's a pretty big difference in, I would say, the style. Not really, maybe not the style, but everyone's a little bit older looking, especially Will. (laughs) The girls look pretty much the same. The adults look pretty much the same. Will's probably, because he was the youngest, has grown up kind of the most. Um, But, um, and so in season three, a lot happens and and they deal with um, the robots quite a bit more. And and the the family is kind of separated at times. So, but but ultimately, I, I have to say again, I think I said it at one point already, This show does a really good job of, I think, with their finale and wrapping things up um, fairly neatly. There's still, um, let's say, there's still openings for them to possibly do something in the future. It'd be really cool if in a couple of years they did a Lost in Space, like, movie. You know, maybe maybe at the theaters with this group, maybe for just Netflix, probably just for Netflix. But um, it would be cool to have that happen. And because there's, you know, most of these actors are, you know, the kids are certainly pretty young. The adults are, you know, pretty young. They could certainly bring them all together and do something like that. I'm not sure what that's. I mean, it's probably going to be a pretty big cost thing if they did just a movie. Uh, but uh, I would love to see these people come back and do more with this. I, I as you can probably tell, I, this has been one of my favorite shows that they've that's been out over the last few years. Really, really look forward to watching each episode. It's one of the streaming shows that I, you know, I've talked about this many times, but um, like that recent Reacher show, which I really, really loved, I moved through that show really quickly, you know, in a week or two. You know, I didn't sit down and watch it all in one night or one weekend, but that's quick for me. Same thing happened, I can tell, you know, for Lost in Space. I moved through watching these episodes when they were released pretty quickly after they came out on Netflix. You know, Netflix releases the seasons at, for the most part. There's a couple of exceptions, but mostly they just put um, they just put them all out at once, right? So you could just watch them all in a weekend when they come out. But um, yeah, I, I really can't recommend this show enough. I think if you like sci-fi, you like action, adventure, family a little bit of family drama, but also families working, you know, together and solving problems between both what's going on outside of their, their family, you know, the family stuff and even problems within the family. Yeah. The, uh, (laughs) and the kids, you know, just like in the original show, they don't listen to the parents a lot of times, which is probably Almost in, in almost every case is probably for the best, truthfully, because they all end up saving each other's butts pretty much on a regular basis. And if, if they, hey, you know, Will, Penny and, and Judy, just just stay in your quarters and we'll solve all this. No, that doesn't happen. Never happens. So, um, yeah, great show. Great cast. Looks amazing. 
Let me play, um, and then we'll wrap up the podcast. Let me play, I'll play the trailer. Let's play the trailer for the third season. And then um, and then I'll come back and, and wrap up today's show. We've been in some hard spots before. But we've always made it through. Yeah, with mom and dad there to help us. Who knows where they are now? I try not to think about them. It's not terrible. Because when I do, I wonder if there was something else I could have done to keep us all together. We need to make it to the colony safely. What are you doing? Tell the robot to stop. That's not where we want to go. Wait, those are Jupiters. That's our parents. Why would it show us this? These robots are relentless. They will tear the Jupiters apart to try and find the location of our kids. Will, he wants something from Will. He always has. The robots are going to come for me. Danger, Will Robinson. Maybe the only way to put an end to this is to face the danger. I thought you were supposed to be dead. I was supposed to be a lot of things. None of those worked out either. All right, there you go with um, the... Sorry, got distracted for a second. (laughs) Apologize. There's the season three uh, trailer. Really amazing looking. I was going to tell you, um, I was looking at, you know, when I play these trailers, I'm getting them off YouTube, of course. And uh, I'm reading some of the people's comments. You know, YouTube is always tricky with comments and stuff. But, uh, you know, here here's a few of them. I felt bad for those who haven't watched this series yet. So underrated. Uh, criminally, criminally underrated series. Well acted, well paced, and original. I'm surprised. Here's another one. I'm surprised the show isn't more popular. It has hard humor, great acting, good storylines, well paced, amazing graphics, and it's very entertaining, especially with season three. There's never a dull moment, no opportunities to get more popcorn or you'll miss something important. Uh, yeah. One of the Here's another comment. Uh, one of the best and underrated reboot, reboots of a show ever made. Uh, stunning visually and great story overall. Can't believe this will be the final season. Yeah, it's... There's very few people. I, I've really not run across anybody that doesn't like this if they've tried it. Um, it... Um, I think uh, I think it's really fun. 
to watch. It's adventurous. It's got, again, a great cast. Uh, Probably, I I never really know when I put these podcasts out, you know, but I think this is probably a good one to do because of, you know, season three just came out a couple of months ago. But I do believe that there, what I was going to say, I'm never quite sure if a lot of people have, if you're listening, and I've tried again to keep it pretty spoiler free, how many have seen this show versus sometimes I'm doing a podcast about maybe a movie or a TV show that I think, oh, probably like three quarters or 80, 90% of the people listening have probably already watched this, but it's still fun maybe to listen to what I have to say and, and to just, you know, to think about, you know, how cool that show or movie was or whatever. But I think there's a good, I'm happy to do this one today. Somebody else was talking about this show recently, I think on the Facebook group, which made me think, yeah, I should, this is probably a good opportunity to put out a podcast about this because I have a feeling that there's probably, there's so much to watch these days. Everybody has to pick and choose how they spend their, you know, a few hours or whatever, you know, to, to watch whatever they have each week and so on. So I think there's a good shot that there's probably a lot of people out there maybe for this one, for this podcast and this show that have not watched it. And I hope I've encouraged you guys. I, I, I think I probably have, I hope. And I and again, I know everybody has, you know, pick and choose whatever, but I, I guarantee if you watch a few episodes of season one, you you will you will love this show and you will keep watching. I, I, I almost I I'd be shocked if somebody says, Oh, that's whatever, don't like it. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, if you like Star Trek, Star Wars, like I do, and other things I talk about, you'll like this show. As simple as that. So, all right, everyone. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I did. I did. I it, it, it hits funny. It always, even though I've just finished, well, I finished season three, I don't know, a long time ago now, a couple months, I guess, whenever um, it, I was done probably before Christmas, I think, because it came out in December. Um, but, uh, it makes me want to watch it again. Uh, really like the first season, especially just because again, it's, it's so fresh and they don't know what's going on and it's a little more, a little more crazy in a way, but, um, all right, folks, I think, um, that should just about do it. Um, I'm very excited, like I said, at the early part of the show to see the Batman. I, um, coming up though, I think, I think next weekend, I haven't completely decided. I think I might skip completely next weekend no no guest show no repeat no new show um if i do that i think probably and here's a real rough thing for the next few weeks um the two weeks from now which will put us all the way to the 13th of march i believe i probably will do a show about the first couple episodes episodes of star trek picard season two along with maybe a wrap-up on season four of discovery then probably the 20th of March will be maybe a guest spot, and I am not sure about the last week of the month. Um, might do something Star Trek or or maybe a movie or TV show. I don't know. We'll figure that out, but that's coming up in the next few weeks. I think that's probably um, probably the plan for March coming uh, soon to uh, you know a podcast uh, catcher of your choice, iTunes, whatever. So, All right, everyone. Take care of yourself. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Uh, and I'll talk to you again very soon. And yeah, danger, Will Robinson. I was trying to trying to say some kind of robot um, thing here at the end, uh, but uh, I think I'll end the show with a little um, more of the cool music, which I never did tell you. I'm sure you can Google it and look it up yourself. I know there's some soundtracks available for Lost in Space. By the way, I just bought um, 
a side point, but I just bought, I've started to want to buy more uh, albums, vinyl, because I bought a new turntable several months back. Anyway, I bought season one Discovery, um, two uh, LP, two vinyl uh, record set uh, off of Amazon the other day, and I want to get season two and three. They have very cool, um, they're not just black vinyl records, they're, they're, colorful you can find it at look on amazon or whatever but you can see what they look like some i think the season one is kind of like a starburst field thing looking on the the way they um the the uh the actual vinyl is colored and everything like that vinyl records have had a history of that you know there's a lot of a lot of different colored and effect kind of looks for vinyl they're not always just black vinyl records so so anyway and that was part of the reason it's a pretty cool looking set but I, I've been wanting to get more records and more vinyl and play, play things that way, you know, going old school instead of everything just being digital, right? So, okay, folks, um, talk to you again soon. Bye. This has been a Rick Dusty podcast production.